attempt at doing this bullshit. It's not like we've done worse. Yeah. We've done about the same before. What, three? Recording three times? Yeah. Remember that time? There was a time with Jada, I think, which we still have well, never that, had. That was. Yeah, no, we never had her back. And we recorded that episode twice and we never saw it. <laughs> never saw and, it. Um, I think there was a time we did this again also remotely where it was like a shit show. I don't remember when, but I feel like it's happened before. I mean, I don't disagree with you. It seems like technology is, is well, technology is definitely your kryptonite. Oh, totally. And uh, I am useless in helping describe how to do any of this to anyone else. So, Right. Uh, okay. Third attempt with an empty stomach, but a lot of wine. So. Third attempt on an empty stomach and lots of shits. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Marjorie Marjorie had the right idea in the background. She's, Let's she's, run away. I haven't been farting. I'm too afraid to fart. I, I definitely shit my bed this morning. I, I shit my bed this morning at some point. Oh, no. That's, that's almost like what? shitting, like the shit hitting the fan. But I had I had bravely thought ahead and I had I put a sh- comforter over my bed and was sleeping on top of the comforter, so the comforter. Oh, got so now the, you gotta wash the comforter. I don't gotta wash it. I'm dropping it off at the laundromat. Let them deal with that. Why are you making that face? No, you can't drop it off. It had Esmeralda clean it up. Yeah, no! Oh my god. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. If the only you gotta drop off PPE when you drop off those sheets. What's PPE Get her again? A mask and some gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's start this stupid episode again. Are you shady? What are you shady? What the, the shade parade? This is the Shade Parade, where we have all of the opinions and none of the facts. Flying out of Texas like a bat out of hell named Ted Cruz, her name is Vicky Villaness. Call her no, Miss Frizzle no, because she's driving the party bus to Cancun, and she is my co-host. Give it up for Ari Kiki. Insert applause. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Insert applause. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Hey girl, how you doing? How's it going? I've seen better days. Same, same. But we'll get into that in this episode. Well, I mean, I know, so this, this is intentional. I know you might need to plug something, but there is something that you want to plug. Yes. Um, (laughs) First of all, the first part of that joke... (laughs) I always like I can't imagine what this would look like if I attempted to plug that up, and it still came out. That, that, ah, ah, ah. That's what a butt plug is for. But it's liquid, so that's not gonna stay in. You don't know. It's like a champagne cork. I don't believe that. Mm-mm, nope. I you don't would, think you so. Just, you would just burp a lot. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. 
<laughs> That's nasty. I wish we had our our board. I another soundboard. Um, <laughs> yes, so, I can't. In, re- in regards to the I other plug, um, this Ooh. Monday I'll be doing makeup Mondays on Instagram Live at six o'clock with my guest Bambi Galore from Maryland, who I met originally back in like twenty. 12, I want to say, uh, when I helped to open up the first location of the Big A ice cream shop in the Lower East Side. So they had booked a bunch of queens. I remember well, that. Correction, they had booked me and another queen. and But not a drag. Like, she was a weird queen. No shade. Uh, she bakes pies now. Um, and some roller girls. Okay. Huh? I said, okay. She bakes pies now. Well, like, she's just like a baking drag queen, from what I pieced together now. Um, but Bambi okay. was one of the roller girls, and so we stayed in touch over the years, um, and she uh, started doing drag a couple of years back as well. I think she also was doing drag when I met her, but it wasn't the focus that day. Um, and so we just really clicked. Mm-hmm. She seems mad cool, so I'm looking forward to working with her on Monday. What you got to plug? Um, I will actually be in Encore Presents Dream Girls on Monday, February 22nd at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. So that's 10.30 Eastern Time. If you want to tune in, just go on over to twitch.tv slash TV, And there's a $10 suggested donation. So if you want to like support some of your like, like a local black queen on like Black History Month, you can come over and donate that $10 suggested donation and um, see a couple of girls from all over the country do the entire Dream Girls, like the entire show. And it's the entire show, start to finish, all virtual. Is it the whole show or is it just musical parts? Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't rehearse this. I mean. This is the third time we are doing this episode. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. We are trying to bring this. We're trying to bring you entertainment. Um, but you can go over to my Instagram. I hate Vicky Villaness. And. Find all of the details for our coming show on Monday. And but you can catch mine on my Instagram, Arigigi underscore hot mess. If you're on so, Patreon, you can see all the graphics. So at any point, um, what are we talking about today on this uh, Flaming Topic Friday? Iconic trail break. I did it again. Yeah, Third I don't know why. Mm. Iconic trailblazer Ari Gold passes away at 47. Justin Timberlake apologizes for being a dick his entire life. There's a new apology tour with a sherry on top. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Over at Disney Plus, the DeVille is in the details. Demi Lovato dances with the devil. Sia has an oversight with music. And from first daughter to prime writer. What do you want to talk about first? 
Iconic Trailblazer, Ari Gold, passes at 47. I remember as a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed gay roaming the streets of New York City, wandering into clubs like Splash and Heaven, and running into the likes of Sir Ari Gold, or being introduced to Sir Ari Gold. And he was a trailblazer in the sense that he was outwardly gay, meaning that he was one of these like gay pop stars who was making music for other gay men and not shying away from it. None of his lyrics were like ambiguous or like, ooh, baby. There was none of that. It was like, I'm singing about a guy. I'm a guy singing about a guy. And that's where his um, trailblazing contributions come in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are, what are some of your memories with Sir Ari Gold? Um, I remember first like finding out about him back at the Dearly Departed Excess Lounge on 24th Street and 7th. Um, where they would play music videos with the music. So I remember seeing him on the screen, this like toned, ethnically ambiguous persona, um, you know, singing music about being gay and sexual and whatnot. And then my limited act, I think I only worked with him once. Mm. Um, at I believe this place is possibly still open. Uh, It was on the east side called Townhouse. Oh, maybe. I don't know if it's still around. Um, But uh, it was a charity bingo that we both hosted together. And it was funny because we're both both Ari, basically. Mm -hmm. So it was like sort of comical to have to react every time someone said either of our names. The Ari and the Ari. Correct. Um, yeah, so rest in peace, Sir Ari Gold. Thank you for your contributions to the LGBTQ plus community, as well as your contributions to pop music and paving the way for all of these little gay pop tarts out here. So Justin Timberlake finally, after 20 years, apologizes for being a dick his whole life. Would do you want me to? to he ha, and he like gave like a full apology, which is technically sound. Do you want me to read the apology? Do you do you care what he said? Uh, I read it. I rather you save our listeners and myself the <laughs> nauseating story that he on that the web that he spins on this uh, because at the end of the day, it's too little, too late. The damage is done. And yeah. nothing, nothing that you could do. I, I haven't seen the documentary for Britney Spears yet, so I don't have the context of where he's coming from with the apology for. Oh, her. it's been two weeks. How dare you not have seen I it? Know. Marjorie doesn't oh. want it. Well, well, <laughs> and you... I said that in Marjorie's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just make her watch it. Get I'm her stoned, and she won't have a choice. That's true. 
So, um, but with Janet Jackson, I remember when it happened and like he was quick to throw her under the bus and issue his apology and he got to come back to the Super Bowl, I think, at one point and perform by himself. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely got to perform at the Super Bowl. I just yeah, like you said, it's too little too late. You and he acknowledges taking advantage of a lot of the um um systems that are in place misogyny and racism and he definitely built a career off of being a misogynist racist or acting no okay not actually outwardly being a racist but definitely benefiting from the like culture of racism like his like and the culture of misogyny his career wouldn't have like we said this last week his career would not have gotten as big as it did if it wasn't for him throwing Britney Spears under the bus for the first five years of his like solo development and Mm -hmm. shortly afterwards he went on to embarrass one of Britney Spears's like number one icons we all say it's Madonna it's definitely Janet like Britney Spears is definitely a descendant of Janet Jackson he also, in, in saying so, he also basically ruined a icon's career. Yeah, because she was banned from all Viacom properties. She blacklisted. For, yeah, for like 10 no years. Intended. And it was a hard-fought career for her. I mean, it's, she had built, she, she's built such an amazing career, and for this to have happened in this day and age... Is ridiculous, and for him to like finally, finally acknowledge it because do we remember? Do you remember when his Super Bowl? Like we were definitely doing the show at this point when his Super Bowl performances were being announced, or it was announced that he was going to be a part of the Super Bowl. We were sour. I well, first off, I was. We had a whole two-parter episode about it because I was that pissed off. Go back and listen to it through. I doubt we had a two-part episode of it. We absolutely that. did. Go back and listen to Through Blue Eyes Part One and Part Two, which both have to deal with Justin Timberlake being a part of the Super Bowl. It came out both that weekend. I'm so mad yep. that you have this in reference. Absolutely, fucking remember this. Absolutely, fucking remember this. And he, there was someone who called him out on Twitter. When he and when this was announced, they said, "Oh, you're invited back to the Super Bowl, but what about Janet Jackson or something to that effect?" And he responded with, "Oh, you sweet soul, some bullshit like that." And that was his only response. And mm-hmm. now, fast forward two or three years later, and he's now issuing a full apology for him, for being a misogynistic racist or benefiting from misogynistic and racist um, systems. Justin Timberlake, you can go fuck yourself. Like I, you go fuck, go 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 fuck all the way off. You and the trolls movie can go sit in a pile of shit. <laughs> don't don't care. No no no. Um, uh, do we want to go to Disney or Demi? Either. Well, Demi. Demi Lovato is releasing a documentary about her life four, or release four documentary. part documentary, by the way. It's a four parter. 
I mean, hey, when the when the girls have tails, they have they have to be told. Well, I do. I feel like she does have a contract with with YouTube now because I feel like everything she's dropped. Like she had the other documentary a couple of years ago with YouTube, and now I guess this is like a follow up to the last one. Because then she because she recently had the overdose issue. Yeah, apparently she. Well, you sent me this article where apparently she's overdosed three times, and as a result, has like a varying degree of brain damage. I don't know if it's three times she's overdosed. I know she's had like heart attacks and strokes because of the overdosing. Ah, okay. Don't no. Okay, this is the shape parade. None of the facts, all the opinions. Correct. Um. So- in so I'm I'm going off of a preview or a trailer that was dropped on her Instagram a couple mm-hmm. of days ago, and in it, it seems like a lot of her friends and family are really talking about the downfall of Demi or a lot of the tough times that she's had, and it well, seems it seems go ahead really I'm sorry. Tough. No, I feel like she's being very open, and um, it, in the trailer, like it begins, like we're, I'm just putting everything out on the line, and like if we don't want to use it, in the, like she says, I'm gonna say everything, and if we don't want to use it, we'll edit it out. Um, but it sounds like it doesn't she's just seem being, like much made. The, yeah, it doesn't seem like much made the cutting room floor. It seems like right, a lot so of this is still in the, here. Fact that, the fact that you have a four parter means you probably didn't cut much out. But or what you did cut out was like where the bodies are actually buried, because like like maybe maybe like the fifth part of this is like the names of drug dealers and like locations and shit. Because what they are really giving, what they're really detailing, is like hospital stays, and there is the mention of heroin, and it's intense. And this is like. A two minute and thirty eight second preview mm-hmm. that we're seeing here. So yeah, it was intense for just watching that part. I mean, after literally, listen, literally after watching this Britney, the Framing Britney documentary, I'm all in. You know, I've been on this kick recently though with like my pop stars and finding mm-hmm. out, like pulling back the curtain. Cause like I did it with Wendy Williams, I did it with Mariah Carey. <laughs> I am fully on this kick here. Like, let's pull back the curtain. I did it with Britney Spears. Let's, yeah, everybody's there at this point. Yeah, um, Madonna does not need a tell-all. She already did Truth or Dare, but Janet Jackson, Janet, Janet, write that book, girl. Write that book. I, I really, I would love to see Janet get the redemption. Like that she deserves. Yeah. Full stop. Full story. Right. Um. So, uh, over at Disney Plus, the Deville Cruella has come out with a trailer. How did you feel about the Cruella Deville trailer? Emma Stone looks downright mean. In the uh- I wish the wigs look a little bit better. I they mean... Look, I mean, it's always going to look a little janky because it's the Cruella hairstyle coloring. Yeah. Even if you used human hair. 
Right. It's still going to look a little cosplay But um, I'm intrigued. I don't know. I know it's like a prequel, pre-story type of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I... If Cruella DeVille is one of the villains that I need to sympathize with, though. Like, doesn't she want to skin Dalmatians and wear them? Like, I think it's, it's about, like, seeing how she got to that point and how she got crazy. Oh, um, so so what? I one of, Like, the first 99 Dalmatians ruined her wardrobe, and so now she's out for blood and needs to wear the other 101? Like, I don't understand. What? <laughs> like, if that's her progression, then okay, sis, go off. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it looks like they they invested in this. There's costumes and whatnot. There is a costume. There is a costume reveal that is There's unlike any other. Mm-hmm. And Glenn Close could never. So. Gag, though, she's one of the producers on this. Glenn Close is? Yes. I really, I truthfully hope that the costume designer from the original is asked to come back for this because the costumes were so, they were so iconic. But also, um, I was reading something where it said um, when it came to the original film, um, it was England Close's uh, contract. That she got to keep all the costumes. No way. For both films. That's wait, both films. Yeah, it wasn't two. It was a part two. One hundred one and one hundred and two. Live action. Yes. What? Oh no, no. See now, I'm. I'm gonna Google. Hold on, because I know we don't do facts here. Dalmatian. Yeah. Yeah, there was a sequel. In 2000? Bitch, what? Oh, Bay, if you're listening, guess what we're watching this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I never knew. I hope, I hope the costume designer came back for this one. The costumes in the first one are iconic. It, like, like so iconic that you study them at FIT. Uh that's how iconic the costumes were for this movie so i'm ready to see all of this because like notoriously cruella deville is a fashion designer right like cruella deville and edna mode were like icons to me so understandably so i'm very curious to see what where this movie goes what they have to offer um However, a movie that I'm not as curious to see where it goes or what they have to offer because I'm pretty sure it's trash. Zack Snyder has released a trailer. I'm sorry. DC released a trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And in it, we see the return of a lot of our favorite characters and the introduction of some new ones. This will be the first time that we will have Jared Leto's Joker in a um, Justice League property. So exciting. I never saw the first release of Justice League. Oh, really? 
because I just heard so many bad things about it. So I'm actually more intrigued to see this version. Well, it's on HBO Max if you if you want to catch it up. It will be on HBO. It's not out yet. Well, they're uh, both. On, oh wait, aren't they both on HBO Max? Or won't they both be on HBO Max? I think they both will be. Damn, damn, damn! HBO, you can't come in and do like I. Not that I think this is going to be bad because I saw the trailer and we get to see Flash. For the first time, well, is this the first time that we're seeing Flash? I think this is the no. first time we're seeing Flash. No, was he in the last one? I Well, I didn't see it, but I don't believe that's uh, new. I feel like we've seen him a second, for a second before, but I can't remember. The DC mm. films are so bad that my brain immediately purges them from my memory before yeah. I get home. So I honestly can't tell you what happened in any of these movies. I also never saw Superman v. Batman. Oh, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. I'm, at I'm much no, more of a universe person. Yeah, Aquaman was Aquaman was okay. the The plot was very thin, but I full stop. That's it, right there. Like, <laughs> like it was one of those um, blockbusters, like the summer blockbusters, where they spend seventy million dollars. On CGI mm-hmm. and special effects. Well, it sounds like they went in on a CGI on this one as well. I mean, it looks like it. Because also most of it was filmed during... Most of it was the reshots, from what I understand, I think were filmed during COVID. Mm. So we're I about believe. to see a lot of... We're about to see a lot of green screen work where actors are in one room by themselves interacting with, like, right. nothing. Yeah, like a giant green ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fine. I I mean, I will see this only because I already have an HBO Max subscription. Okay. Yeah. Like I would not go out of my like DC has burned me enough times for me not to go out and like actively seek their work or any of their films cuz like girl, I'll just I'll just catch it when it comes on on streaming or I used to catch it when it came on Netflix, but now I have HBO max and yeah, I guess, I guess if there's nothing else on that night and I've watched every episode of drag race up until that point. So, well, I know this is for a film that you and I both promised to never see, but Sia had a little bit of an oversight when she cast when in her movie, Music, that was supposed to be a love letter to the autistic community, she cast a, uh, an actor who is not on the, autis- on the autism spectrum. And in addition, <laughs> um, has particular moments in the film where people with epilepsy, which is a form of autism, would be triggered um, with all of the flashing lights and loud music and such. Pause. Epilepsy epilepsy is not a form of autism, but one in four people who are autistic do suffer from epilepsy. Okay. I stand corrected. I read the article. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) 
She has the facts. Sometimes. But this just all, from the descriptions of everything, shook out to be very messy. Yes. Um, Sia kind of went on Twitter and then doubled down on her presentation and her comments and everything. And I... I'm going to say that as someone who is not on the spectrum of autism, that I definitely see the validity in this conversation. Because we were having the same conversation a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about James Gordon. Corden? Corden, I believe. James Corden Blue was playing a gay man in prom, but he's actually not a gay man in real life and is actually married to another, like he's married to a woman in real life or something like that, I think. I don't know. None of the facts. And in that same voice of representation and the and things like that, I agree that we live in an age where an agency for every kind of actor exists. We have agencies for trans actors. We have agencies for actors on the autism spectrum. We have agencies for specifically that cater to black actors and specifically cater to gay actors. And for somebody who is such a huge pop culture icon to make a love letter to a community that they aren't a part of specifically to not then like look into the resources that are literally provided for such situations. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, um, it's a little touchy. Well, also on top of that, um, no one, they didn't have anyone that was autistic on set to like to, to fact check and whatnot. Well, they would have been triggered. (laughs) They can't be here. They would be triggered. I can't. It's too loud. But on top of that, um, apparently, so it's Maddie Ziegler is the the girl who plays the autistic person in the movie. Yeah. Who is like her her go-to girl. Um, But apparently Maddie, according to the article I read, Maddie used or was provided only clips of people having um, breakdowns who are autistic or having like bad situations. Like she only had negative videos to watch as reference for what an autistic person should be. So apparently everything that she, the reason that it's getting so much backlash is because a lot of the stuff that she portrays as being autistic are all the things that autistic people tend to usually get mocked or bullied for. Jesus. It's all like very stereotypical yeah. stereotypes of like what an autistic person is. Well, there was one image that I saw of Maddie mm-hmm. while while in this role, and it's it's really bad. It's really bad, honestly. It's, bad. it's not flattering. It's all of the stereotypes that you've like mm-hmm. heard in the '90s or the early 2000s of someone with like a mental not, like, disability. Really and yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not. It's just not a good look. 
It's not a girl. It's bad. It's so, bad. So apparently, Sia deleted her Twitter, and See. Maddie has Maddie has not promoted the movie whatsoever at all. Yeah. She's like trying to get separate, like push, move away from it as much as possible, which I do not blame her for. Yeah, I mean, and this comes on the heels of some other weird allegations between Maddie and Sia. Oh? Um, so there's a whole Michael Jackson-esque situation that's happening there. Really? And again, none of the facts, allegedly, don't get me, like, don't, <laughs> don't have me talking out of turn. I don't know. Um, but apparently, like, Maddie would stay at her house and, like, sleep in her bed and stuff like that. But, like, at, like, and she was, like, 12 years old and things. But I I don't know. I don't know if, because we're hearing this, we're trying to equate the same things. Like, we're trying to equate what we heard about Michael Jackson and we're trying to, like, make these the same things and I don't know if that's the case here. So I'm gonna leave that hot potato where it is. She said I'm gonna drop this bomb and walk out of the room slowly. <laughs> that is up to that is between you and Google. I don't have nothing to say here. <laughs> so it seems that Malia Obama is from Silver Spoon to Silver Tip Pen going to be in the writer's room for an Amazon production, it seems. Yes. Apparently with Glover. With Donald Glover, yeah. Oh, is it Donald? Uh, yeah, Donald Glover. What did you I say? I don't think Chris. Where did I get Chris from? Chris. The I only know. two. I know, Donald and Danny. But I said Chris. There's no. Chris Glover. I, I think you mean Chris Tucker. No, no, okay. No, but as you were. So Malia is a 22-year-old student at Harvard University, and she's a part of the class of 2021, which means she's graduating soon. She has had a brief professional career in entertainment, where she's worked on several A-list internships one of which included a stint on HBO's Girls in 2015. And there is news that a... um, There is a new (coughs) high-profiled writer... There's a new high-profiled writer being added to... Donald Glover's writing room, writer's room, and it's Malia Obama, and it's oh, for a no, that, that show. Was a nice, that was a nice. <laughs> what? Uh, hey, the way you went around to say all that. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So there, she inked an eight-figure production deal with Amazon. I don't. I don't. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's not yeah. her. Donald Glover inked the eight, the eight figure deal. She's just, She's just coming in. She was just signed on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donald Glover signed an eight figure deal with Amazon Prime to produce a bunch of shows, 
One of them is called Hive, which is based on a character much like Beyonce. I don't believe that's the one that she's working on. But um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the plot is tightly under wraps. And we don't really know anything. Amazon has declined to comment. So... Just, you know, keep paying your Prime subscription, girls, because when the time comes, Malia Obama wants her coins, so we'll have to give them to her. Well, that brings us to uh, a story with a sherry on top. Oof. Ugh, here we go. So, <laughs> Sherry Pie, known as Joey Googliabelli, I think his name is. I hope I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. Googliabelli, I think is his last name. Who, honestly, honestly, between me, you, and all of our listeners, kind of looks like you out of drag. I know, I saw that, and it really bothered me. <laughs> Bitch, I have been staring at this thumbnail on my phone for four it, days. It freaks me out. <laughs> I was, like, down from the nose to the lips to the beard to that little, like, flop of lesbian seagull hair. Yes. Bitch, she looks like you. That flock of seagulls haircut that you got going on, mama. Mama. Yeah. Mama, ma'am, I know 14% of you is black, but there might be another couple of percentages that belong to the Guglielmelli family. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Whoo! I'm sorry, Allison. Let's go. Let's talk. Let's... Okay, so... So, uh, Tamron Hall, a uh, talk show host, reporter turned talk show host, sent shockwaves through the Drag Race fandom over the weekend when she announced that Joey Guglielmelli, known as Sherry Pie, who was disqualified from Drag Race's 12th season, would be making an appearance on her show by doing an interview where she would confront her allegations of catfishing and exploitative exploitative manipulation is what they're calling it. She appeared on Tuesday's episode and before the episode even aired, there was the announcement that happened on Saturday or Sunday. And throughout the weekend, the LGBTQ plus Twitter sphere imploded. And rightfully so. And uh, I watched this interview. I actually I, sought I, it I, out. I, you did. You, you saw it. You watched I the interview. Okay. I didn't watch it live. I watched it on YouTube. So you still got the views. Oh, yes. I mean, I I watched it through a back-end Google Docs document that someone sent me. Thank Mm -hmm. you also, person who 
for some reason prefers to stay anonymous, even though this shit was on network television, whatever. <laughs> um, thank you for sending it to me. Um, it was cringy at best. Yes. I there was a moment in the interview where Tamron asked Joey if you're gonna say they thought that because of this interview or if they were worried that because of this interview there would be any more allegations, any more people would come forward or any more men would come forward about, you know, or with these same allegations. And this bitch looked directly into her webcam and said, I don't know. Did you just Mama, drop I dropped my bottle. I, oof. Horrible. My thing is, I, huh, I don't even know where to go. Uh, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> There's so much. Man, I, think I think, I think at this point in the situation, um, I feel like most, if not all, victims have come out at this point. As soon as she was announced on Drag Race. Because there was like 20 some odd people. Yes. And then I'm sure she's been doing it for, I mean, we know that she's been doing it for years. But um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't see what the purpose of this interview was. Yeah, it didn't give us any new information. And Not new information, but I just, it didn't come across as sincere. Well, I don't know if it didn't come across as sincere. It just seemed like it came across as very opportunistic. Where there was a moment where, um, where Joey slash Sherry was trying to just say one. I don't know why you keep on doing both names. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if there. I don't know if she was trying to justify it or if she was trying to make a correlation. But there was definitely a moment where she came forward with this um, multiple personality disorder, or that's not what she called it. It's not what she she called it something something else. And I know that multiple personality disorder is an antiquated term. But she she said that she had borderline borderline personality disorder. You're right. Yes, that's what it was. And she said that she had borderline personality disorder. And before she could even fully finish her statement, Taryn stopped stopped her and was like, okay, but we also know that there are people who exist in the world with this same disorder who do not do this reprehensible, obviously evil shit that you've done. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to put that in the laps of other people with this disorder. So, like, you have to understand that because of what you're suffering from doesn't... Like, you're suffering from a disorder, yes, but it doesn't stop it you doesn't from being able to tell what... What'd you say? It doesn't excuse the behavior. But it also doesn't stop you from being able to understand the difference between right and wrong. That's 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 really the the more important part here. Like your behavior be damned. Like if you knew that what you were doing was wrong while you were doing it and you continued to do it for several years after you realized that the shit was wrong, then like 
You're just a bad person. Yeah, yeah, you're you're just a piece of shit, and that's that's a um, that's not attributed to the disorder. That's attributed to you just being a piece of shit. I will say I do appreciate Tamron not cutting her any kind of slack, besides giving her time on air. So a lot of people are saying because nothing new came out of this that there was really no reason for this interview. And not a lot of people know this, but Sherry was supposed to do an interview with BuzzFeed the next morning. Oh? And she decided not to. Yeah, I guess because of all of the the negative backlash. So this really shaped, this was shaping up to be the Sherry Pie Redemption Tour. Yeah. Oh, girl. Bold. I mean, like, she's still qualified to be a part of All Stars, truthfully. I don't see that happening in the immediate future. But Mm -hmm. I think this was the first step in making it possible. Yeah. I don't think, I, I, I know that Viacom would be okay with letting her get on the show. I don't think the Drag Race fandom would allow it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I also don't think any of the other queens on the season would be okay with that. Because it seems like most of the I drag queens that have done Drag Race are anti-Sherry Pie. Yeah, I mean, Jackie Cox was one of the one of the only queens or one of the first queens who was very vocal and called the Tamron Hall show out publicly. Yeah. I I don't know. There was, like I said, there was nothing new that came from the interview. So I can't My, really what I say. Is why no charges have been pressed against her yet. From any of the victims. Like if, if or was the idea like just to like, I don't know. Like where, where's the. Um, I imagine that the, it's because of like, there's legalities and and technicalities that are in the way, honestly. I think that after all of this, the only reason that she's not facing actual charges is because there's some, like, loophole or red tape or something. But, like, I trust and believe that all 20-plus of these men who were wronged are not not pressing charges because of the statute of limitations, but most Maybe. likely because they probably can't. It can't be that long. It can't be that long. I don't, I mean, the, right. It the can't have been that long. With, the guy that she was working with at, um, G bar, G bar, G lounge, uh, rebar. Mm. Mm. Um, he was one of her big and that was recent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, I can't, I don't know if this was in poor taste for the show in itself to interview this person. Because... I wasn't like, watching the show to begin with. Right. I would, Like I said, I can't cancel somebody that I wasn't paying attention to in the first place. You know, like, I tuned in for this episode because it caused so much controversy. Mm-hmm. And I will... I've tuned out, or I just didn't tune at all because like bitch you weren't a part of my repertoire in the first place. Right. But 
I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if the show, because we've had instances where people have interviewed the likes of like R. Kelly and when like Oprah interviewed Michael Jackson and even asked him about those allegations and there have been, um, and like, like she said, even on the show, like Jeffrey Epstein was a part of her like roster of guests before he quote unquote hung himself. Hanged himself, I think is the proper word. Yeah. She also um, mentioned R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get her argument for having her on the show. I just don't feel like Sherry's, Sherry didn't contribute anything to the narrative or her point of view. I feel like we all kind of knew she was, quote unquote, sorry for what she did. I feel like she's more sorry than ever just that she got caught. Yeah, I think she's sorry that she got caught. I don't know if she's sorry that I don't know if she's sorry for what she did. And like for someone who had a whole year to like prepare for an interview, it wasn't a good interview, girl. It wasn't. It you didn't give us any new information. You didn't give us anything salacious or there were yeah, like are you, are you doing any kind of community service? Like what are you how are you right. bettering yourself? How are you and, and therapy? I guess the interview wasn't necessary and I don't know. I don't know, girl. That brings us to the end of flaming or yeah. That brings us to the end of flaming topics. Ari, what was the question of the week last week? Last week I inquired about uh what are people's qualifications or requirements for a fuck buddy? And this kind of few responses on on my end, um, I don't you know. If you one response. You got literally one response on my end. Y'all hate me. Y'all don't <laughs> respond to me. You don't post enough on social media. I've told you this before. I posted three times, four times this week. You don't post enough of your con- of your content yourself. You're not on, you're not present enough. Oh, my God. take. I'm no one that's fake. Oh wait, I am famous. You have five thousand follow. You literally have two thousand more followers than I do. Relax, <laughs> literally relax. Um. So I got a response. There more people that attended my graduation than are on your friends list. Fucking relax. <laughs> Bethany Burton said, "Total honesty. So when sexy time ends, friendship can remain." Flip Kiki said, "Honesty and respect. I think that with uh, Flip Kiki, yes, Flip Kiki reached out, bitch, 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 bitch. Send out the horns, sound the horns, and ring the alarms, girls. That's another bitch that we need to get on the goddamn show. We do. We do. Put a bottle of vodka in front of her and let her tell some tales, honey. Very true. <laughs> um." Flip Kiki said, honesty and respect. I think that with friends with benefit, expectations have to be communicated and boundaries have to be acknowledged so the fun can be fun. Uh, Sour Patch Kid underscore said, no commitments. You're not my man, but be ready to pull up when I'm in the need for a meat stick. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes, dick in a box. Sheer underscore awesomeness underscore said, uh, so this seems to be the recurring thing, honesty and respect. Um, she said, honesty and respect and communication needs to be like, wait, needs to like kissing and snuggling, ideally seven inches with some girth, <laughs> needs to like hanging out and doing stuff. Okay. In wait, there's more. 
needs to like hanging out and doing stuff in addition to sex. The friend component has to be solid. I'm not going to want seconds, thirds, etc., etc., etc. if we aren't vibing on multiple levels. Dicks a dozen. Wait, dicks a dime a dozen. So you better be providing some serious mm-hmm. value. Oh, I like that. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Foul Haunt um, said that our friendship is great in and out of the bedroom. Two shoots said versatility for Christ's sake. Oh um, yeah, don't nobody want to be fuck buddies with just a. Oh, I mean, actually, you could you could just be fuck buddies with just a top or just a bottom, but yeah, they but gotta know. That. always more fun, I think. Oh yeah, no, um, no, no, because no. that that stops you from having multiple fuck buddies. Like if you can, if you can, if this is a one stop shop, then you, maybe you I don't go in stops. Yeah. If you can get a two way ride out of one street. <laughs> If I can just get this at this one-stop shop, then I don't need to go shop anywhere else. Right. Which is better for both of you, I would think. Um, the darling- especially, especially in the Ponda Replay. <laughs> Not the Ponda Replay. Uh, the Darling Real said a big ass and mm. then came back and said, just kidding. They need to be super cool people first. Mm. And then I was surprised to get two of my sisters-in-law. <laughs> comment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell no tales, no no lies, bitch. <laughs> um, lady named Tess said they can't be disrespectful. Mm. Oh and no, I, no, be as disrespectful as you need to in the bedroom. <laughs> no, in the bedroom maybe. Yes, when that door is closed, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> How often do you get called the N word in the bedroom? <laughs> I will work this cotton gin for you, daddy. <laughs> and then uh, Jas- Jasmine Blanau. I never know if I'm saying her last name right. Um, she said, knows when to shut the fuck up with a smiley face. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that's in line with my does again on my nerves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get any responses? So uh, one of our friends... Uh, Hugh York City responded thick with two, four, six C's, discreet, and down for a lot. Nothing in there about respect, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They did it and keep it going. Oof. Do you want to put a question out this week? Um, I wasn't prepared to, but I can try. I wasn't prepared for the opening, but I did it anyways. I'm asking if you want to. Um, it could be topical. It could be not topical. Well, I would have to like. I would need a minute to think about something. That's fine. I, I mean, we had. I have to send DJ the Cat Jeopardy music to add to our soundboard. I mean, if you're, um, if we were in the zombie apocalypse, would you shoot me in the face? That's my most recent question. I don't like that question. It also doesn't really help the whole audience join into the conversation. And it, yeah, also, a lot of people just respond yes immediately without asking any further questions, and it is unsettling. At best. 
<laughs> oh. You just gave her the option or the opportunity. I don't know. Okay, I'll do a question. Um, let me look at the topics. So I did enjoy that this topic, this question of the week wasn't topical. And I feel like a lot more people chimed in. It was topical. You were talking about friends with benefits on the Monday episode. Um, let's say what should I go with Sherry or just Justin Timberlake? I feel Justin Timberlake's a broader one. I mean, we hate him more, so. So I'm going to say, what can Justin Timberlake do to do better? Buy every single copy of Janet Jackson's album ever in existence and buy and, and stream every last Britney Spears album from here until the day he dies. And he can feel free to shut the fuck up the entire time. That's how I feel about that. Oh, That's the have- only way that he can come back from this. There you go, kids. There you go. Yes. So that at his funeral, when Janet, when we can see the receipts for all the hard copies of those Janet Jackson albums that he has purchased, and we can see all the streaming numbers from every single Britney Spears the song that he has listened to, then we can say, you did good, pig. You did good. And then we can throw him in the furnace with the rest of the shoes. Aye, aye, aye. Too much? Too far? For you, never. <laughs> what do you think? What could Justin Timberlake do to re- redeem himself in your eyes? Bring home a dick in a box? Um, I would think maybe like grovel in front of both of the females in on public TV. Mm, I don't want to see his face. We can crop him out. We just need to know he's there. Mm, I guess. I guess. See, no, no, that's not enough for me. Okay, how about this? How about Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson performs a number and then pulls his underwear off so we see his junk, like unhard. Oh. I don't want to see no old flaccid Justin Timberlake penis. But I feel like a little flaccid penis. See a little flaccid dick. (laughs) So nobody want to see all that. I feel like tit for tat, though. That's tit for dick, bitch. That's different. I said what I said. Tit for flaccid dick. Mm -mm. I don't even. I don't believe in flaccid penises, honestly. They, they don't even somehow. They have to come from somewhere. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Just like, just like a fetus is not a baby, a flaccid penis is not a dick. <laughs> well, that's our episode this week, you guys. Thank Good you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with uh, our Monday catch-up. We'll catch you next week. Bye.